Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of RT Pants. I am Vivian. And I'm Leah. This week, I feel like Viv and I are settling into working. Not that we haven't been working this whole time, but I feel like I've definitely hit a wall a bit. No, I completely agree. Um, I feel like the rose-tinted glass of lockdown has finally worn off. Yeah. And I, I feel like things are definitely, whether or not they actually should be, things are getting back to normal in the sense that, you know, pubs and restaurants are opening. People aren't as concerned about distancing as they perhaps should be yeah like you go out on the streets and there's just people it's like normal even me I have to take the train to go to work and um it's completely normal and people aren't really following social distancing rules a lot of people actually majority of the people are wearing masks but there are still some people who don't wear masks and finally though I don't feel bad about moving. Do you feel, because you, you commute sometimes, do you feel bad when you're sitting next to someone who doesn't wear a mask and then you get up and you move? Do you do that? Luckily for me, I the only trains that I've been on has been plenty of room for people so that no one has to sit next to each other. Right. And if, and if there have been people sat down, I will usually just stand up if there's no seats, like if there's no seats with no one else around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're perfectly well within your rights to distance yourself. People have been doing it to varying degrees. People are putting putting like bags and shopping on the seats around them to try and keep people away. Mm. It's mad. It's mad that this is our new normal. Like, but yeah, work has just been, it's been really weird trying to transition back into um, normality at work when really it's not normal there's still like a massive pandemic happening outside and with deadlines and trying to understand new things getting to know new people I just can't imagine what life is going to look like for new graduates yeah that's going to be tough for them as in like there's probably not going to be as many job opportunities to walk into yeah like whether that's even just retail work because so many stores are shutting down or even graduate schemes Mm. it definitely does feel a bit scary especially because I'm coming to the end of my contract at work though yeah I'm happy for a break but yeah I was just saying how sometimes I just sit there and I think okay so I'm 24 now I'm going to be working for at least I would say 40 more years until retirement because the retirement age isn't going to just stay 60 it'll probably be 70 75 by the time that we get there I often think that as well. I I, I think <laughs> I was thinking that today, like, wow, is this really going to be my life for the next 40 years or 50 years, whatever, however many years it is to retiring? Like, yeah, working is not it, man. Whoever said adulting was exciting lied, okay? Like, <laughs> paying bills, having to think about a career, your future, it's just, it's not it. It's not it, man. It is a lot of responsibility and it just makes me think, back to the people who thought of university as the best time of their lives. And I still maintain my position that people should aim higher in their expectations of life. But I understand that it's the best in terms of it's the time when you're the freest, you have the least amount of responsibilities. You can just do whatever. 
if you run out of money then it will just be pot noodles it won't be like the end it won't be like your family's gonna get evicted from their house and it's also like it's the perfect combination of independence but having like zero responsibility with that independence Mm. so it's like when I do think back I do want to go back to university I, I, I miss exams I miss having something like that rush, you know that rush of adrenaline you get from handing in a deadline. It's not the same when you could literally lose your job if you don't hand in a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not the same. It's not the same at all. Um, but yeah, like it's actually the ghetto. <laughs> it is the ghetto, and I often wonder like what it's gonna look like for me because I may never see some people until what next year. And they said that I I feel a second wave coming yeah same same I feel like coronavirus on top of like the seasonal flu October is gonna be a madness a madness but um this week or was it last week we had Cardi B you know bring out a feminist anthem that we all need during this period have you seen the video I have seen the video. Do you know what? I actually don't get what all the fear was around the video. I have seen worse videos from Endubs. There's a music video. Remember on MTV, they, uh, at a certain time, they would literally show like topless women twerking, having their titties yep, yep, in yep. hot tubs mm-hmm. by these rappers. So I feel like everything that was shown in WAP was pretty like PG-13. I- I'm sorry, Maybe... were, people, were people worried about the video? Yeah. Is there a more explicit version than the one on YouTube? No. That's why I was so confused when I finally watched the video. And I was like, what? I remember thinking, this is going to sound very horrible, but I'm like, your 10-year-old, within 30 seconds, can access gangbang porn. And you're worried about this. (laughs) You better tell them. There's worse things on TikTok. I'm sorry. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there are certain places you can go on TikTok and you're thinking, yo, I don't think I should be here. WAP was a very suggestive video. I don't think there there was anything that I thought, okay, right. You know, yes, maybe young children shouldn't be watching it. But I didn't see anything super explicit about the video. I'm not sure what they're referring to. Is it the fact that they're both twerking half naked? I believe so. But I'm just like... That Aren't happens in so many male... yeah. yeah, and that happens in so that happens in the background of so many male music videos. So is it just that they're at the front that you're concerned about? Yeah, yeah, sounds like that to me. And even sounds the like lyrics, I'm like, okay, fair enough. That uh, the, the lyrics is where I can understand people be concerned, but at the same time, it's like the version on YouTube. It's it's what is it? Wet and gushy. Wet and gushy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't actually say it. Well, you know, aside from that, it has gone number one. It is the I think it's the first female rap collaboration to 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 like come in at number one on Billboard, which is like an amazing achievement considering, you know, Megan literally started last year and her well, she didn't mm. start last year, but people, you know, kind of recognized her last year for the whole hot girl summer thing and her rise has just been 
amazing to watch like Beyonce's co-signed her now Cardi B I know that she's like got music in the works with Nikki as well if she has no she's already got a song out with Nikki it's called Hot Girl Summer <laughs> um <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's she's doing she's doing really really well and no I really enjoy the aesthetic of the video I thought it was super creative and something different from both artists I guess I felt like one thing that I do like about Cardi B is that she puts people that she likes on like there's that video yeah. of Nomani doing her video bit and Cardi's just cheering her on going motivation motivation and like um Normani's like cracking up laughing and it just made like that kind of kind heartedness to be like you're my friend I want you to have like the, like you're, you're you have nothing to do with this song but I want you to have this 30 seconds to just dance your heart out Rosalia come yeah. come like other artists come come just come and show your face and like have a good time and be a part of this with me no I really really enjoyed the video I thought it was empowering in a way that you know we sh- we should be allowed to talk about our pussies the way men talk about you know their dicks all the time about you know what I mean like there isn't a rap song that a man isn't saying he's gonna sling his dick at you there just isn't one honestly one of my guilty pleasures I know that Chris Brown is probably a very very questionably moral person but one of my favorite songs that I still sometimes listen to is Wobble Up and it's like wobble on that dick, wobble up, wobble, wobble up, gobble on that dick, gobble up, gobble, gobble up. So come on. <laughs> That's not even one of his biggest songs. Imagine, imagine. So I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman celebrating the fact that her pussy is moist and, you know, good, like good for them, you know? And also Cardi B put out an info, you know, video on Instagram telling women how to get a wet ass pussy so go and watch that video as well (laughs) if you're interested (laughs) she didn't just sing about it she gave you the tools to get in it as well so that's that's what I call a well-rounded well-rounded song okay educational we stand Cardi we absolutely stand and that also part of that video that people have been talking about is the presence of Kylie Jenner right and I was just of the belief that like if like I I feel like the people who have signed the petition have too much time on their hands the petition some people basically were so angry that she was in the video that they set up a petition I've heard has like over 60,000 signatures to get um, Kylie Jenner edited out of the music video and I think that's just going too far yeah I think I think it's just maybe her association with like the Kardashian Jenners and just like people's perception of them but I just think that if Cardi B and Mega The Stallion it's their video their song and they have chosen this person to be in it then mind your business I'm sorry at the end of the day these people aren't making music for the sake of making music they're making music for it to be successful and for people to watch it and for people for everyone to find a piece of it that they can identify with the Kylie Kylie Jenner has a huge fan base whether or not you know we like her we hate her we we want her to you know acknowledge black people or black culture that she's stolen or whatever the people say she has a fan base. There are people that love Kylie Jenner and there are people that hate her. And that is great conversation for the song. It's great conversation for the music video. And I think it's a great marketing um, play. On top of the fact that they also wanted her in there. Do you know what I mean? Like, not everything is about, you know, 
pleasing every single person but there are people who are going to watch this video and say do you know what i'm really happy that kylie's in this video because whether or not we like it they have a massive fan base that is why their show is on like it's 11th season or something stupid like that yeah yeah they are very love them or hate them i think also just the controversy only just adds to so some people were complaining that in people criticizing kylie jenner's presence they were taking some of the shine away that could have gone to the other people that they were there that were there in the music mm. video yeah we need to stop spending so much time hating and just spend a lot more time just promoting and spreading love not everything has to be a controversy yes Kylie was in there maybe you weren't happy with it but there were tons of other people that were there that should have been celebrated more than Kylie being bashed for being in the video you know yeah definitely you know some people were even saying that they should take Rosalia out the video I'm like what's Rosalia ever done to you people (laughs) And also, you forget that Cardi's first language is Spanish. Yeah, people forget she's from the Dominican Republic. Sis is Spanish. (laughs) So yeah, so why wouldn't she be a fan of Rosalia? (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed WAP. I was very excited when I saw the the album cover or the single cover I thought it looked really really amazing I thought the hair was stunning and to think that Megan does her own makeup oh wow she is incredibly talented she does her own makeup she did her own makeup for the music video oh cool I hope she got paid as a makeup artist as well because one thing that I found out when I was watching basically I'm a fan of the real and I watched Absolutely Adrian, and she was saying that what she used to do was because she did her own makeup. She would basically tell the production company, yeah, I have my makeup artist because they obviously they have a beauty budget. So she would collect her check as her own makeup artist. And that she's been doing that for a while. She just has someone else do her hair. Wow, multi-talented queen. Yes, get your money where you can, girl. Because <laughs> if the money's lying about, why why not get paid? they were going to pay someone else to do it anyway yeah it's budgeted for you might as well you might as well nothing to lose literally nothing (sighs) yeah i loved wap it was a great music video great song well it's not the best song to be fair but the music video was nice no i felt like again it was another thing where it was people's outrage that fueled a lot of the a lot of the i feel like there's probably a good chunk of people who viewed it to hate watch it yeah definitely definitely but cardi's always of the opinion of like well thank you for giving me views thank you for giving me (laughs) giving me engagement listen there is no such thing as bad press there is not a single thing it it doesn't exist (laughs) all press is good press (laughs) because you you still get something out of it you're still getting publicity you're free you're living like as Tolly would say, you're living in people's heads for free. Like mm. you don't have to worry about it. People are still searching Cardi's name. She's still getting rich. So what's the problem? Oh, do you know what's so sweet though? She got Megan a Birkin bag. Yeah, that she got customized to, to commemorate it. I saw. So cute. So so cute. So no. so cute. Do you know what I actually I really, really do like Cardi B because she does mm. her music. I remember seeing her, she did an interview with, was it Bernie Sanders? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Like the politician and political candidate. Like she, 
she is very, very vocal and she definitely knows how to use her platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's why I was drawn to her for a long time because she does not mess around when it comes to speaking her mind. She's not, you know, one of these celebrities that wants to be PC about everything that they say. She's very open and honest about where she's grown up and how far she's come and what she thinks the government should be doing. And she was saying she wanted to run for presidency or some role in in politics. And you know what? I would vote for Cardi B. I don't think her ideas are that crazy. I have read somewhere, I think, that Cardi B was asking Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to run. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like, apparently she just needs to be 35 because that's like the minimum age for presidency. So we're just waiting for AOC to age up. And then (laughs) she can come and save us. But I I think that the moment that I realized I was actually like, not like a, a fan, but just like, I really, really did appreciate Cardi for her honesty. Was when she did like some of her fashion videos, she like, yes she was probably sponsored to do fashion over but she was very very serious about how like she has business managers and she has to be very very sensible with her money and she splurges on certain things but at the same time she's Mm -hmm. like no I'm sensible with my money a lot of my clothes are fashion over and like high street and she just has a couple of um, designer pieces on top and then obviously with stylists a lot of the stuff is rented so like that kind of transparency instead of just being like like fair enough she's like Gucci this in her music videos but she's like guys in real life act up be sensible yeah no I I really enjoy Cardi I like her as a person obviously we all have our flaws she's not perfect but Mm. you know she's she's a well-rounded I would say artist she's got her crazy side but she's also very down to earth I feel like she's somebody I could definitely have a conversation with um yeah yeah she seems she seems like a cool gal talking of music videos have you seen Black is King I haven't. I I need to do the trial for Disney Plus to get to watch it. I just, I need to. I need to as well. But I have seen a couple of clips on Instagram and I watched already on YouTube. My goodness, it was so brilliant. I I need to watch the whole thing. Um, But there's been a lot of talk. Obviously, because we haven't watched it, it's difficult to talk on it. So maybe we shouldn't. But there's been a lot of talk about the devilish symbolism in the in the music video um a lot of people are uncomfortable with this idea of spiritualism i guess that transpires in the video i'm not sure see i've i've seen a bit of commentary about that maybe for our netflix and chill we should watch black is king and do a deep dive but i've seen a lot of spirit of of conversation about that and i think it must just have to do with how like traditional religions like traditional african religions i think through marketing (laughs) and like bad press have been seen as voodoo and evil yeah because the way that they're shown in films like the black characters like are shown as witches like if you even think about like the play the crucible which was i'm gonna look up when the crucible came out because it is like like an old old film that you study in english Okay, The Crucible is a play that came out in 1953, but it's set in like 1692, it's set in the Salem Witch Trials. And it, it kicks off because of Tituba, which is a black slave, and they believe that she's part of the reason why these young people are practicing witchcraft. So it is just a part of the narrative. Like if, if you think of Pirates of the Caribbean, when they wanted to, to, they go to that like Caribbean voodoo lady. 
Mm. So it's like they've yeah. taken, I think it's because they obviously went in and like imposed their own religions and like how they made such a virtue of going in and imparting Christianity and saving people. They've mm. painted whatever those people's traditional beliefs were as, as bad, evil, yeah. as voodoo, as as cavorting with the devil. When if you were to actually look about it, look at it, a lot of people's traditional beliefs actually make the world more sustainable. <laughs> Because a lot of people I, believe in nurturing the earth, nurturing the forest, nurturing the, the ground. It's interesting because even, you know, I mean, you're talking about Western movies, even like Nollywood movies paint traditionalism, tribalism, traditionalism in a negative light. Um, I can remember as far back as like movies that I watched when I was growing up. I've never seen, you know, I've always just seen it as something negative and evil and you know used to kill people and hurt people um so yeah like it does it does does it just doesn't sit well with me but then I also know that whether or not we like it it's within our blood like that Mm. sort of ritualism it is like it is part of our lineage and at some point we're gonna have to acknowledge that it exists and not everything about it is bad like just like with good you have good and evil do you know what I mean with those things you can evoke evil spirits but they're also good spirits that are supposed to help you and protect you which is what I guess like angels and stuff are um and also when you look at literal witchcraft how much of medicine has come out from witchcraft when someone used to make you a tea bark tree and then it turns out that's aspirin Mm. or eat this mm. root, it, eat this leaf and then they they look into it to figure out what is it in this tea that makes someone feel better what is it in this moldy bread that makes the bacteria die and it's like oh it's penicillin yeah well they they gave it a fancy name but yeah why is honey so therapeutic why do you know what i mean like when you think about all these herbal remedies you know you got your honey you got your cinnamon it's all natural stuff but then obviously we find the chemical name for it we modify it a little bit and then we create something out of it even heroin back in the day heroin was used as like a painkiller people weren't really addicted to heroin do you know what i mean you know the mm. opium opioids but now it's you know a national crisis for a lot of countries where people are very addicted to the to the stuff because of you know the way we've commercialized it in a way um getting back in touch with our roots it's actually so important I feel like Kelechi talks about it a lot and she she's very much you know she's a Christian but she says nah like this is part of our heritage we can't keep dismissing it as if it doesn't exist don't get me wrong I'm not telling anybody to go to (laughs) the witchcraft man I'm just saying it's not all evil so people that were watching um, Beyonce's videos and saying that oh this isn't godly it's devilish it's this it's that it's like no not really because this is literally our culture this is literally black culture and she was celebrating all those things that they told us is wrong is bad is not good for us as being actually okay and that's fine like that's mm-hmm. the one thing that we've seen in the west actually elevate our lineage in that way And then even when you think about organized religion, like I was airing my frustrations with organized religion, there were popes that were having orgies. There were popes that Mm. were sleeping with their children, like, and these are like the heads of major religions. The Catholic Church still to this day has a problem with pedophilia and rape and sexual assault. So it's like, just because something is organized and, and, and has been deemed as acceptable, doesn't mean that there is an evil within it. Right absolutely it's absolutely. i feel like it's, it's very much a thing to do with the individual person mm. yeah i agree and there are so many religions out there it's not just as black and white as 
Christianity, Islam or Judaism or Sikhism. There's so many organized religions that are actually very, very bad. <laughs> you know, they're telling people to kill themselves. <laughs> so I've seen some videos on Netflix, I watch some documentaries, I'm thinking, whoa, there's some really messed up religions out there. But those people who are within the faith, they truly believe this is the right way forward and that we're doing the wrong thing. So you just have to take it day by day and go with what you feel is best, I guess. But yeah, we will do a deep dive on Black is King soon. On Black is King, yeah, definitely. Speaking of shows, another show that I've I, I've managed to finish this, Indian Matchmaking. Listen, Indian Matchmaking is exactly what I needed for this summer to pick up for me, television-wise. Because... Eh, I've always been fascinated right one of my best friends is from Bangladesh and she's always told me about like the whole arranged marriage process in fact I wrote her CV with her her bio data yeah so I actually wrote <laughs> her bio data with her and it's so interesting to actually see it work like the fact that they go on dates and yeah like what did you think of it I thought it was really, really fascinating. And I feel like a lot of other cultures are going to pick up on it. Like, it would not surprise me if there was going to be an African matchmaker now. It would not surprise me if if, if other communities were like, oh, they are able to do this and have a whole business from this. Why aren't we doing that? Mm. Espe- especially cultures that really, really push marriage and push um, mm. that sort of um, structural relationships on 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 their members and it just it also did yeah. make me feel a bit sad in terms of like when I was reading some of the commentary on it it basically was talking about how when a woman rejects like two men they're like ah you're being picky now you you have to be flexible whereas mm. Akshay and um and some of the other guys were rejecting hundreds of women and it's like oh come on like like they did not get anywhere near as much flack apart from mm. Akshay's mom is mm-hmm. is evil mm. Well, not evil, but Akshay's mom is a problem. Like she is the the typical, oh my gosh, you're giving me blood pressure problems from not getting married. Your brother's your brother cannot have a child with his wife until you get married. Look at what you are doing. That's terrible. Who's Akshay again? Maybe you've not got to that episode yet. Oh, okay, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But at the same time, I, I understand the flaws with the system and how, because it is like steeped in patriarchy, it isn't always fair. Like the main thing that people asked for in a wife was tall, slim, trim and fair. Oh my God, the colorism of it all. Oh my God. Mike, this is, I think this is like the first time um, I have seen colorism actually like live. Like we mm. know about it and we hear about it, but it was they were very brazen and honest about the fact that they wanted a fair wife when he said it when when the first guy said it I was almost like oh my god did he actually just say he wants his wife to be fair but yeah colorism is a massive thing in India and South Asia in general like people be bleaching their skin like nobody's business yep nobody's business same in Nigeria same in like any country that isn't white basically (laughs) even in South Korea people be bleaching their skin Yep, I've heard that's why you have to be careful with some of the ingredients in their skincare because brightening is a euphemism for slightly bleaching. Yeah, it's mad. But it is a great show and it raises Mm. so many conversations. I feel like even if you don't necessarily like the matchmakers, even if you don't necessarily agree with what's happening, it shows, I feel like it shows a a good range of, of 
of outcomes like there's obviously the they the vignettes of the happy couples and like how they're talking and making jokes about their arranged marriages and 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 like showing some of the young people's experiences and how they're not forced into anything like it is an option and they are able to say no and they often do because none of the couples at the end of the series actually ended up together apart from actually got engaged somehow but um <laughs> and, it, and it showed that one guy whose mum was in an arranged marriage it showed two people um Apana's mum was in an arranged marriage and she was I think married at like 19 and it didn't work out and she got out with her children and built a life on her own and there's also another guy whose mum was married and it wasn't a very very good relationship and the mum got out on her own and tried to make it work and it turns out that her dad that guy's dad went to prison for attempted murder so you know swings and roundabouts I think what's interesting about it as well is just to see how involved the families were in picking yeah. a spouse for their children like as in the auntie went to the mum first before she went I'm talking about Aparna by the way but the auntie went to Aparna's mum's first to show her who she had found before she even showed Aparna and I thought well that's bizarre because it's not her mum marrying the guy but their their opinions are highly valued um which I find really interesting. They see it as a blending of two families. It's marrying right. a family. That's why, um, because in the culture, um, th- this is the reason why if you look at the guys that are on the show, they go to their mothers even more so because in the culture, as the wife, you'll move into the house with your husband and his whole family. Yeah. So yeah, the mom yeah. of that house is running the show. I couldn't do that, you know. I don't think I could either. I couldn't do that, man. I mean... I don't judge them for doing it, but I just, I just couldn't. Me, that I can't even wait to get out of under my mother's roof. <laughs> Imagine going to another person's mother's roof. And no, thank you. <laughs> That's what they show in the show because Apana wouldn't do that, and there's other independent women that feature on the show that wouldn't do that, and there's yeah. very much a divide, like um, between the cultures. So obviously, there's parts of the show that are in India, and there's parts of the show that are in America. And obviously the cultures differ slightly. Like one of the guys that went on basically said that he wants his wife to be a feminist because he wants his wife to set a good example in like and, and, and be happy in her own career to set a good example for their children who, who he wants to raise to be feminist as well. Wow. And then there's, in India, there's the, the traditional, the wife must be flexible. She must be tall, slim, trim, fair, can cook, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it, yeah. like it's, it's a range. One thing that did surprise me though that I didn't even consider was you know how we were talking about colorism, but also just like, mm. um, like obviously they have they they didn't really show us caste systems because I'm assuming that everyone on the show was wealthy. Like everyone was either wealthy in India or able to live in like was having a good salary, good life in America. But um, yeah, that the one girl. Oh my god, what's her name? That girl. Um, the one from Grenada. Yes, the one from Guyana. Yeah, it never Guyana. Even, sorry, yeah. It never even occurred to me that they would discriminate against her because she was Guyanese, even though she's of Indian heritage. And the the matchmaker said it will be yeah. very hard for us to find someone who will accept you. I remember thinking, what? Because I have a family friend whose mom is from Trinidad of Indian descent, whose dad is from Guyana, and it never even occurred to me that she would have trouble dating within like her community. I feel like some of yeah. their, some of their closest family friends were also of Indian descent from the Caribbean, but it, like it never even occurred to me that oh she could fancy the pants off an Indian guy at school, but his family might be like no. I didn't even know that there were Indians. Um, there were people from Guyana with Indian descent who would also want to marry an Indian. That never really matched up in my head, but 
that was very very fascinating to see and then she met a guy that was also Guyanese but then stuff didn't work out because apparently she drank too much but she literally had one cocktail but (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I can kind of relate because it's like that in Nigeria there are some you see I'm Yoruba yeah there are some states who Mm -hmm. speak Yoruba that my mum would not allow me to marry see I don't even think you have to to do like that it could literally just be literally Caribbean people like, would your mom be happy if you took a Caribbean? I don't think home? so. My mom no. would not. And you don't even think about it. Like, you're just like, and then it, when you see it in someone else, you're like, oh, that's really problematic thinking. It's weird, like, the fact that we can discriminate within our own, like, country, community, community. tribe. It's mad. Like, my mom would be like, no, nah, you can't marry people from this area because they're rowdy. They're known to be like X, Y, and Z. And I'm thinking, where do these stupid stereotypes come from? And how can you generalize so broadly between groups? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Especially because this is the thing that always gets me about infighting within racism, within different communities. It's that people from the outside right? cannot tell you apart. <laughs> you all look the same. So while you're fighting, uh, the people from the people who you should really be fighting are the ones that group you all in the yeah. same and don't even think about it. But one thing that did surprise me about the show is how modern and progressive people were also looking at it, uh, looking at matchmaking mm. and arranged marriages as an option. And do you know what? I'm also a bit like... If I could get someone to do the heavy lifting for me so that all I have to do is meet someone who is compatible with me, I would definitely do me that. Me too. Me too. I'm not against arranged marriage, honestly. To be honest, I don't even think it should be called an arranged... Well, maybe... I don't know if it should be called an arranged marriage. It's I like an just assembled call it matchmaking. marriage. Yeah, it's more like assembled because it's not. Mm. they're not saying you must marry this person. It's just sort of like, oh, you have your criteria. Do they match it? Yes or no? It's arranged makes it sound like they put it together and then you have to go through and marry them i think just because of the bad press that it's gotten it's very very easy to conflate yeah. arranged marriage and, and forced, forced marriage, marriage yeah. the kind like no honestly no but i feel like what the young people have on the show today is a lot more flexible than what was you're right the though yeah because you're right, the matchmaker yeah. auntie auntie Seema was saying how when she got married she met her husband for 20 minutes wow yeah because i think like back that then got married. parents had a lot more parents had a lot more control yeah Say. they had a lot more control over who the kids were gonna marry whereas now obviously they're relinquishing some of that control to that to the girls and stuff i would definitely get a matchmaker man i am honestly i want someone to do the heavy lifting for me because I have been abs- like I I got bored of it. I think I was like actively on dating app for like a week, and I got bored of it now. Mm. And I need to respond to my matches. And there's I think it's just because I had a couple bad days in a row where I was just you know when you're just not in the mood to flirt. You're like I'm not even yeah. in the mood to talk to people. Yeah, let alone flirt with flirt. strangers. Yeah, no, it takes a lot of work, man. But how's dating going with you? It's all right. I'm like you. I'm just sort of over it. I've um oh remember the date that I went on like two weeks ago when I really liked the guy. Yeah, I don't like him anymore, so mm-hmm. I've just moved on. <laughs> um, it happens. Yeah, move on. It happens. Yeah, I'm just bored. I'm bored again. Do you know what I I'm find bored. that I do? I find that when I see a guy's profile, sometimes like I scroll, scroll through like, oh, maybe I'm asexual. Then I see someone and I'm like, damn. Mm. And I immediately just have like go into fantasy land with them. Mm. Like I recently stumbled across a profile of a guy called Pierre Francesco. And you know when you look at a profile and you're like, this can't be a real person. Mm. This can't be real. 
This is this is uh, this has to be a catfish. And yeah, I feel like that must be part of what ruins it for me because I imagine what I think that they'll be like. Mm-hmm. And then I I sometimes stick around longer than I should in case like just in the hopes that they will get closer to being that person. I don't know. <laughs> we swing the pendulum between like You squ- you swing the pendulum between what? Between finding someone and being alone forever. <laughs> <laughs> No, I get you. I get you. Though I don't think I'd be alone forever. I like I have a, a a contingency plan. If I get to like twenty eight and it doesn't look like there's anyone in sight, I will just go to a sperm bank. Okay. Twenty eight. That's in and four years, Leah. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe thirty. Yes, it's, it's like you're gonna blink and you'll be twenty eight, and then I'll have to replay this episode and remind you where is your you know baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oy okay yeah maybe 32 <laughs> yeah i think that sounds more reasonable <laughs> yeah but i can't wait to go out and just speak to people me too maybe i got on a date this weekend maybe that will excite me to keep doing stuff maybe how do you do that like how do you just go on a date that like is it because there's people that you're already speaking to or within from now until the weekend could you realistically match with someone talk to someone and then be on a date by the weekend yeah you could how yeah i don't know like most of the guys that i talk to they they want to go on a date like pretty soon they want to go on a date wow. pretty soon yeah it's not i had a guy tell me in a couple of weeks weeks no no i started yeah. speaking to a guy like today let's say i started speaking to a guy like today by friday he told me he wanted to take me for coffee wow imagine dating people that actually want to date you no leah i think it just depends on the guy sometimes anyway some guys don't like texting some guys just want to see you straight away that way they can decide if they like you or not i think that's what it is see that's where i'm at but i feel like a lot of guys have been poisoned by the demon of talking in mm. the talking stage oh honestly can we actually talk about this okay like is it a black british thing i don't because okay you don't you don't really date black men but do you find that talking is an issue with you as well in the way that you date yeah because i feel like i'm usually the one that's pushing to be like let's do a zoom or a whatsapp a video call let's do this let's do that okay so it's not just a black people just like to talk and i'm like you're wasting my time why do they do that mate i've been in the talking stage with someone for like four years (laughs) it feels like four years (laughs) i'm in prison with that we're talking i'm over it man oh my god I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think maybe it's a British thing in terms of like how reserved people are and they don't really want to come off too strong or show their feelings too much. Or it could just be the the guy or not. But I just feel like Americans come across as a lot more romantic, a lot more likely to do like proposals and, and go above and beyond and get you roses and pull like open the car door mm. for you. That's that's much more celebrated in their society than it is in in UK culture. In UK culture, it's like I'll meet you there, bring your Oyster card. But I did ask my American friend what the dating culture is like, and she told me most people just want to fuck. So I don't know. Okay. Oh, maybe Americans just are more romantic than us. And but she was like, Nah, they're not really. Well, not the ones I've been dating. They just want to fuck. <laughs> so 
that sucks. One thing that I always need to remind myself to consider is that America has the best marketing team of every of any country in this world. In this world, yep, they do. They have the best they... marketing team. In terms of how they come across compared to what they really are. Right? Right? Hmm. Where are the weapons of mass destruction? Huh? I can't War believe criminals? I can't believe America basically has the worst coronavirus you know situation in the whole world considering whenever there's a tragedy on movies they always they always come out on top america's always the winner they're always the winners always the winner let let the aliens come if the americans are like don't worry the americans are we like got we it. got yeah. it we got it we're gonna we're gonna have our secret ah. spaceship come up and we're gonna save the world godzilla we're gonna do we're gonna deal with it any crisis america they're like we're, if if there's so much as an argument another and another if there's so much as an argument in another country, America's like, we're going to bring you democracy. Don't worry. Yeah. America's just always, you know, on Mad. it. They're always on it. To think they're doing this is a shock. Even when you think about the American high school, think about what people around the world must think going to school is like in America and then pull up to certain schools, certain public high schools in America and even ask if they have books, if they have, if pencils, they have pencils, if they have paper. Mm. It's mad. It's mad. Some of them don't even have a seat. God. Some of us. <laughs> like I've heard so many stories of teachers having to buy things out of their own supplies and, and make photocopies and stuff of textbook out of their own wages because the, the like, because like basically the school is funded by, like, you know how we pay council tax? Mm. Like that goes towards funding certain mm. schools. And obviously council tax is linked or like property taxes in America are linked to the value of properties. So richer neighborhoods are able to have much more well-funded schools than poorer neighborhoods because the values and properties are different. Right. Wow. And they, and they think their country is actually the greatest in the world. Imagine, imagine having good education system and the UK is not even that great, but I could not, I can't believe it. America is a disaster, a complete disaster, honestly. I think the coronavirus, the coronavirus really showed America's ass to everyone. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, not even, not, you're not going to do any tests. Oh, no, no real health care. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Even when you look at the stimulus packages that, that certain places got or didn't get and how there's loads of reports coming out now. That, that they all of- got like 1,000 for mm. one month. And I'm like, um, that is not enough to sustain a family for like one year. And then on top of that, a lot of businesses that received the funding, it turns out a lot of small businesses didn't get much money. And the bigger businesses that got money, uh, there was connections between members of the U.S., like members of like the U.S. Congress and whatnot and American politicians and those companies. So it would be like, oh, this congresswoman's husband's shipping company got this many millions. This person owns a business here and they got this many million. Whereas a small, a small shop that needs like 40K, nothing. America's a disaster is an actual disaster and what else has been going on that i just thought nah this can't be real is it the protests in belarus the protests in thailand the protests in lebanon the protests in hong kong yes (laughs) just to name a few (laughs) all of that as well the fact that there's been protests everywhere everybody's just had enough no what i was gonna say is the fact that americans have bullied their own people into tipping waitresses instead of asking the government to pay them a good wage 
Like the fact that you and I worked at a bar and we were earning mo like we were earning good money. And in America, waitresses are earning like two dollars fifty cents and making the rest in tips, and they still get taxed on that two dollars fifty cents an hour. So the money that they actually live on is from tips. And then on top of that, they still have to pay insurance for their health. So I remember this lady, she did you see that on Twitter where she posted that she earned she worked like one hundred hours and she earned like nine nine dollars. That is a bloody insult. Like honestly, America needs to be restarted. I can't believe they're letting people live that way. I can't believe it. The best marketing team in the world. It's it's a shambles. It's a they put a gloss on everything. It's a shambles. And then people be cussing people for not tipping. Why should I give you my money? Why should I pay your wages? I'm not your employer, B. <laughs> like, no, I'm not your employer. It should be included in the cost of the meal. And that's coming over to the UK. I'm like, no, just inc- increase the cost mm. of the meal so that I know that when I'm coming in, this is all I'm paying for. And just pay your employees a fair and decent wage. Just pay wage. your employees. Just pay them. Like, it's actually not that hard. But yeah, everybody's had enough around the world. Mm-hmm everybody's fighting for justice and equality i think it's because when you have to fight for your life in general you're just like like this whole coronavirus pandemic it Mm. really made people see how neglected they were and how like even when it comes to the case of lebanon the the people of lebanon were saying do not donate money to the government they were saying to other countries do not give aid to the government give aid to independent charities until we can see how the government is swindling our money and fix it Mm. because the corruption was so high they were like do not even though we have no homes to sleep in do not give money to our government wow find other sources and other ways to help us yeah it's it's a it's a disaster because i was i did read that the government did know about those those tons of ammonium ammonium is it ammonium nitrate nitrate yeah and the thing is ammonium nitrate is such a it's such a dormant chemical that it must have been a very volatile situation for that to happen like they literally use it for fertilizers so and they create it in tons every single year so that it must have been there for a long time and not well looked after at all for it to have caused such a massive I mean, it's very easy to cause an an explosion, don't get me wrong, but for it to have caused such a massive explosion um, out of the blue like that means they definitely weren't looking after that product properly and just didn't care about those people's lives, which is such a shame. Um, A lot of people have been displaced now. It's mad. And when you see the videos of it, you can just see that people were, this is in a country that was Mm. already struggling because of the... Yeah, because of the pandemic and because of their already dire financial situation as a country. And then on top of that, to just be minding your own business, going through your day to day and to just when you see the videos, you can see people were literally minding their own business. I saw a video of a man who was filming his wife's birth. Wow. When all of a sudden, like, I think the wife was about to be transferred into a bed or transferred into a trolley to go into another room. And all of a sudden the windows caved in and everyone ducked. (gasps) she was in labor as well oh my god Mm -hmm. people forget that they were hospitals hospitals whose windows were blown in hospitals whose power went out wow yeah i think god is just showing us a preview of what we're about to enter (laughs) because (laughs) we've even had a crazy heat wave it's just it's just been a madness the past couple of weeks to be honest with you 
we've had heat waves. I've heard that there's been flooding in other parts of the world. And I feel like climate change is only going to get worse, worse because yeah. we're not really doing anything to get better. No. Yeah, China has record floods. Britain has 75 mile per hour winds and torrential rain. Somehow you and I always find a way to make it somber again, but it's okay. <laughs> I think it's just the times that we're living in. It's very hard to not yeah. be somber, especially when you look in the news and you realize, oh, the number of coronavirus deaths, even in the UK, has crept yeah. up. Yeah, I saw, I saw a devastating report yesterday that 20,000 people have died in the past two weeks from coronavirus in America. It's just, It's just like that many people did not need to die like and those are the people that we know about there's people who probably can't even afford to go to hospital who die and they and they just get buried i watched a video on somalia and they literally was showing aerial footage of lots and lots of graves of people that wow. die from coronavirus wow all right let's end on something positive leah okay do you know what um i'm actually feeling quite positive about the break that i'm about to take and i don't know I'm looking forward to having some mm. peace and also just trying to find out whatever it is that I like because the world is my oyster. I can literally go into any field that I want. My mum is pushing insurance for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to. And honestly, I just want to like drink water. Like I've told myself, you have to make sure that you take care of yourself. So I'm literally going to make sure that I like walk and run and drink water and maybe go to the gym if I trust the gyms and eat my fruits and vegetables and sleep and I don't know, do some breathing. But what about you? What are you looking forward to? What good news do you have? Um, nothing right now. So we're gonna end on Leah's good news. Nothing. <laughs> 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 that is it. Not <laughs> even the food. Episode. Not even the fifty percent deal. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not going into restaurants, Leah. That that deal was not for me. So. <laughs> Yes, I'm just, you know what? I'm looking forward to just understanding my work better. That's what I'm looking forward to. And yeah, making an impact in people's lives should be exciting when we finally get there. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of R2 Pens. I have been Vivian. And I have been Leah. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at R2 Pens. And thank you for dealing with us catastrophizing and being doom and gloom. But it must be done because it's better it's better out than in. Yeah. And if you guys have anything else you would like to add, any tips for us, any good news, any bad news, um, <laughs> hit us up on our socials. It's been great. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye.